Hi, this is Tina Lehman. I'm the Marketing Manager with Everell Claim Service, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast series. Today, we're talking to Vice President of Auto Operations Non-Catastrophe Services, Sherry Thomas, about service recovery. Sherry, thanks so much for joining us today. Let's jump right in. For the folks listening that are not familiar with service recovery, can you tell us a little bit about the concept? Sure, Tina, and thank you for the opportunity. It's a pleasure to speak with you a little bit today. Uh, Service recovery is actually the action that a service provider or uh, a business takes when there's a response to a service failure. It's actually the term used when you're converting an unhappy customer back to a loyal customer, kind of making a positive out of a negative. So is service recovery the same as managing complaints? You know what, that's a great question, Tina, and it definitely is not. Complaint management is actually based on the customer's complaints or someone already getting to the point where they've made a complaint, whereas service recovery attempts to solve a problem that we know may be coming prior to receiving that complaint. Ah, I see the difference. Excellent. So I know that an integral part of service recovery is the actual service encounter. Can you kind of explain a little bit more about how that plays into the whole service recovery process? Service encounters are actually the interactions with an office, a vendor, a staff member, or another part of your arena provides as a service or a good to another customer. Very plainly put, it's each opportunity you have with your customer. And so basically, service recovery and the service encounter is a great way to right a wrong or make a positive out of a negative. Yes, ma'am. And then as a business, we all want to make sure all of our encounters are great. However, the reality is we know that's not going to happen. So, you know, service recovery is going to happen whether we like it or not, but it is a great opportunity, again, to make a positive out of a negative. So, Sherry, I'm thinking it would be great if you could share a story from your time in the field of someone effectively using service recovery. Sure. Um, we, we recently had an example, I guess, on one of the site business. This wasn't my personal example, but we had an adjuster who did a great job with service recovery. They were actually handling total loss claims and they received a call from a very irate customer. Uh, That customer had been hospitalized due to an accident. Their car was not drivable, and they assumed that the claim was already going to be in process, and they really weren't sure what was happening. But dealing with injuries, dealing with not having a vehicle, uh, once they were out of the hospital, they contacted the claims department. One of our adjusters received the call, and the customer was extremely unhappy that no one had already done anything on the claim. And unfortunately that claim had not even been reviewed. So oh my. Our, yeah, it, it was a tough situation, Tina, but I was very proud to see that our adjuster took the time to really just listen, that the customer reamed them out, but they, they should they pay <laughs> a premium. You know, and I hate to say that. But no, but do, we've all been pay. in that position. So yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, um, the, adjuster basically apologized. They were genuine. Um, They let the customer say what they needed to do to get it off their chest. And then they explained to them how the claim process should go. They then got it back on track from there. Uh, They managed, set new expectations so that that customer was able to manage them 
and then they also asked the customer for input. Was there anything that they could do at this point or they felt uh, we could do to help make that situation better? And then the adjuster actually went a step further and they even reached out to that customer's agent. So not only did that adjuster make us accountable again for what we said we were going to do, but they also gave the agent the information, apologized to them, showed them what was going to happen and allowed them to know what the next steps were so that we could be accountable both to that agent as well as the customer. And in the end, the customer, you know, they, they understood that mistakes happen and they were, you know, back to being happy again, not excited about being a part of a delay, of but they definitely did appreciate the fact that we got everything taken care of with that one call. Absolutely. That, that sounds like we took all the right steps there and a great example of how um, we can use service recovery to, to help our carrier clients to provide the best customer service possible. So there's a couple steps that are involved in service recovery, and um, maybe we could go over those actual steps for the folks listening. The first two steps are responding rapidly, which of course that certainly makes sense in this situation. And then the next is taking ownership of the problem. The third is apologize with sincerity. And then fourth is solving the problem. Of course, this is not always as straightforward as it might seem. Could you tell us a little bit more about actually solving the problem, even when we're not able to solve the problem, so to speak? Sure, and you keep hitting the nail on the head, Tina. There's a lot of things that in theory seem pretty easy, but when we are looking at solving the problem in service recovery, we have to make sure that our solutions are within the policy contract. We can't just say, hey, I'm sorry, and I'm going to give you what you need. Of course. So it definitely takes some finesse. Um, Solving the problem really looks at what the parameters are and what the policy contract provides. And within those provisions, we look to see what type of coverages we can extend. We look to find the best possible options for that customer. And then we offer those as a solution. Um, The great part, and again, in the example that we spoke about a little bit earlier, we give the customer a time to have input. We listen to them because they're going through this. You know, this is a personal experience. It's important to them. them. Exactly. We we ask them to be a part of the solution. So we offer solutions based on that policy contract, but then we also take the time to listen to them. Absolutely. And I know what you're getting at here really is a lot of it. People just want someone to listen to them. And I know when I've been in that situation personally, I just a lot of times want someone to hear me. So I understand that's very important. Definitely. So the next step is manage the feelings. Um, I guess my question here is, so you're listening to people and you're helping them through this difficult process. How do you keep that from escalating? How do you keep control of the conversation, so to speak, to keep it productive and keep it moving forward? Managing the feeling, Tina, is definitely uh, one of the steps where you, again, have to use your finesse as a claims person. Um, It is definitely appropriate to let the customer vent. We understand that they've experienced the loss and accidents are accidents. It's through no fault of their own. So we're definitely there and we're definitely present. Uh, We've already acknowledged the mistake. Uh, We've already worked to respond. However, we definitely have to keep control of the conversation. Some people may be 
extremely, extremely angry. There are going to be people on, you know, different sides. Some will be nice and it's okay, and others may be very irate. So though we acknowledge that error, it is very important for us as claim handlers to maintain control of the conversation. And sometimes that may be acknowledging what that customer said, you know, yes, sir, ma'am, or yes, sir, I understand what you're saying, and you are correct. There was a five-day delay. However, as I just shared with you, we are willing to provide a rental, or we are willing mm -hmm. to get someone out there in less than 24 hours. So it's important to, to maintain control of that conversation, steer it back towards the solutions, and continue to do that throughout the conversation you can still allow them to be angry or hurt or disappointed however we as professionals have to stay in control of that conversation absolutely great advice sherry okay so sherry the final step in the in service recovery is verifying satisfaction that sounds pretty simple on its face but maybe you could go into a little bit more detail about what that entails Sure, Tina. Uh, again, all of the steps are important. Uh, one is probably not more important than the other, but each of them are an integral part of this entire process. When you're talking about satisfaction, there are a few things that you want to make sure you hit. You want to make sure that you have thanked the customer for their time. Uh, you want them to understand that this is this has been, uh, you know, precious time to us to really apologize and to genuinely figure out what's gone wrong so that we can make a change and make it better. Um, in addition, you want to ensure that you're restating what our next steps are. Make sure that you and the customer are on the same page with regards to action items. So you may state, uh, we're going to have someone to come out and see your car, but the customer may hear someone will be out tomorrow before eight o'clock. So we want to make sure that we're very clear and what our action plans are and our next steps. So, you know, thanking them for their time is very important. Then restating the action plans or the next steps is very important. And as you go through this process, we also want to make sure that the customer is reaffirmed and you provide their contact information, our contact information, I'm sorry, or the team's contact number in case there is anything that comes up. We want to make sure that we are there for them. You know, we, we've had a misstep, but we are going to be here with you and hold your hand every step of the way. Um, and in addition to that, we want to answer any questions. So take the time to restate all that information, uh, provide your contact information, but then see once again, are there any questions? Because you want to take the time to quell any fears they may have. We do not want to end that conversation with that customer feeling uneasy. Okay, so this is a time where we want to gain agreement, but we want the customer to have confidence in what is going to happen next. So after you have asked and answered any questions, end the conversation again with a thank you, not just for their time today, but for their business, as well as giving us an opportunity to keep their business. What's interesting, we've all been in a position where we've been handling a hot claim, so to speak, where we get somebody that's upset. It really presents a great challenge to us as claims handlers to go above and beyond. And actually, you can win customers and clients for life simply out of a bad situation that could have gone wrong 
by the proper handling, you can get those people, they'll be customers for life. So this really presents a great opportunity for us as claims handlers to not only help them through in their times of need, but to get somebody who's going to stick with us. So... And Tina, that's a great point, and I will share with you that we also had an example not too long ago where it wasn't even our customer. We were working for a particular client, however, we were assisting another customer that our client's customer was liable for the accident, and though a mistake was made, and though we were operating in service recovery, that customer actually sent in an email, they sent a thank you, and they said they were going to call an agent for that particular client to get a quote because they were amazed at the level of service, even with a mistake. So, you know, I thought that was a great example of service recovery, um, and it wasn't a policyholder that we were working for. Absolutely, Sherry. That's the greatest kinds of stories to hear. That's, yeah. Sherry, thanks so much for taking the time to share your expertise with us with regards to service recovery. As I said, I know we've all been in a position before where we've had to handle someone who is maybe not in the best frame of mind. They've been through a difficult situation. And I know for sure we've all been in the situation where we're the customer that hasn't received the best service possible. But I think you provided some excellent techniques, and this has been really enlightening. I really appreciate you taking the time today. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. And in closing, I would like to say, if this is okay, that we've actually seen studies or research on service recovery, and they're stating that it actually, a good recovery plan, can actually help, and I I believe you stated on this earlier, can have a positive impact with customer satisfaction, uh, future recommendations, customer loyalty, as well as the company's perceived image and trust in that brand. Absolutely. I I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Well, I appreciate you, Cher. Thank you so much, Tina. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you real soon, hon. Thank you. All right, ma'am. Have a good afternoon. You too. Bye-bye.